0: Well, the first thing is to understand the physiology between a man and a woman and how hormones work with us so with our hormone oxytocin that is stimulated by caressing pleasure joy it makes women want to connect what does it do for men well let me give you an example i have a couple i had a couple many years ago that came in to see me and they're about sexual health he says she gets turned on she has a great climax but she never initiates sex. And I've been taking care of this patient for a while. We had a conversation around it. And then I asked him, I said, well, what do you do after you climax? What do you do? He goes, thought about it for a second. I roll over and go to sleep. I was like, well, there you go. Girl, you've got questions. Questions about your body and how to feel good in it, about your hormones and how to keep them in check questions about your sex life and your whole health. Can you imagine having a best girlfriend who was also a triple board certified OBGYN? A girlfriend doctor you could call and ask or tell her anything. Someone who could show you how to live any stage of life before These statistics will shock you. I know they did me. Well, according to the a recent research that was published in February of 2023, looking at married couples and looking at the sexist marriage, one in three couples of our baby boomers are living in a sexist marriage. And one in four of our gen Xers are living in a sexless marriage so gen Xers are those of us born between 1964 actually 1965 to 1980 and then our baby boomers are those born from 1946 to 1964 so in this population one in three is living in a sexless marriage. One of the recent New York Times articles that was published and has had the widest spread and most interest and most widely shared articles was on this topic of the sexless marriage. So this has been an area of interest, of passion personally and professionally throughout my medical career. I needed to understand what had happened to me what had happened to me that I no longer had that desire, that interest, even though I loved my husband, I had no desire for sex. I rather that was the last thing on my to-do list that I wanted to check off. And you may have felt the same way at some time or another, or you may be there right now. So whatever your situation is, if you're single, married, thinking about it in the future, this podcast is really important for you. I have this message that I want to share with everyone, some of the key reasons why it takes more than hormones to fix our hormones, especially in the area when it comes to libido and sexual health. It is so important to address the the seven areas of sexual health and the underlying reasons. So in this short amount of time I have with you today, I just want to share really two key secrets. The first secret is that all women need to know about men that will just blow your mind and change the way you look at them, as well as the way you interact with them in the bedroom. The second secret is what all men need to know about women to keep them interested, initiating, and desiring more intimacy. These are two big secrets that underlie many of the reasons that couples become roommates instead of lovers. And I'm going to share those with you today, and this is in my introductory call to a program I created many years ago and continue to refine and update called Sexual CPR. And I love, I, you, know, you got to love the title, right? And It is a very holistic program, and it is intended to get to the root causes of why we why we lose desire or you know lose sensation and, and so much more. So let me get started with you here in just a second. I'm gonna share some slides and here we go. Help doctor, my sex drive has no pulse. Now I've heard that over again, over and over again in many different ways and forms in my 30 years as a physician and it's always a several hour answer. I mean, there's so much to this topic when we lose the sense of a sex drive, a libido, a desire for intimacy. There are many factors that are involved. So today I'm going to teach a couple of them that are going to help you and I, I hope impact your life in a very positive way. And so first of all, i'm dr anna kabeca i trained at emory university and i'm board certified as a gynecologist and obstetrician as well as board certified in anti-aging and regenerative medicine and integrative medicine i'm an expert in functional medicine women's health and hormone therapy and have lectured in these topics over the past decade nationally and internationally as well as published Best-selling books, The Hormone Fix, Keto Green 16, and Menu Pause. I love what I do and I love seeing patients one-on-one. And I love helping the group and all of you attain this information to incorporate into your life on a personal basis. So I am here to help. So first with this call, I wanna say we have to let go of preconceptions. We're talking about sexual health, we're talking about desire. And we wanna do it shamelessly and guiltlessly to remove the layers of, of doubt, of shame, of guilt, of concern, of fear, of trepidation. And when I work with couples, I will say there's no area in our lives that any of us are more vulnerable than when it comes to sexual health and intimacy, and even to our genital anatomy. So I want to remove those preconceptions. I want to have this conversation in a very open, honest, and a little bit entertaining way because it's a tough topic. So I like to bring humor in as does this couple look at them. If you're listening to me on podcast, hop over to my YouTube channel and watch this video. But whatever happened to our sexual relations, says this gentleman, at least a hundred years old, his wife of over 50 years says, I don't know, I don't think we even got a Christmas card from them this year. And I love that. So sometimes it can be so long since you've had sex. I remember in clinic in at Emory and Grady Hospital in Atlanta, Georgia, the city hospital that we trained in, I was questioning a uh, a patient, she came in for a vaginal discharge and I said, well, are you sexually active? And she said, no, honey, my husband does all the work. And I was like, okay, <laughs> so let me tell you that this call is for you. If you've lost sexual response or interest, you want to enhance or recapture your sensuality, your joy, your passion and playfulness. Our bodies are designed for pleasure and pleasure is our birthright. And so this is an important aspect, not to be denied, not to be disconnected from. And this call is for you if you feel disconnected from your partner, if you're in that sexless marriage, or, and gosh, I've heard this so much, I love my spouse, I just don't feel like having sex, or physically you just feel like something is off, you're lonely, you want more connection, coming to yourself first, and you want to spice up your romance and get the twinkle back. Well. You're in the right place I also want to say you're in the right place if you're like i don't even remember what my sexual relations were like okay i got you so let me tell you what's in it for you in this call you will learn my top two secrets to bring men and women closer together you will gain an appreciation for your orgasm and i redefine orgasm in a very sensible way also you'll get a glimpse of the oxytocin effect, how you can increase more oxytocin in your life, and a revival of your female sexual energy. Sometimes I see many women that have felt suppressed and cut off from the waist down after a certain age or after pain, disconnect, or relationship, disconnect, breakdown, or divorce. And again, if you've heard me talk, I say the most important, important anatomy of our body is clitoris to anus. We have to keep this tissue healthy and it's important, but that is not all sexual health is about. There's so much more. And I want to share that with you today. So I'll tell you why I'm teaching this because predominantly I received this. I, this is exactly why I received this message from a client and she wrote in. This totally describes my life right now. Early menopause at 43 has destroyed not only my sex life, but my joy for living. If you can help me find my way back to passionate living, I would be so grateful. Thank you. And I appreciate that comment. And I know she's not alone and it can seem very distant and this can seem very foreign. This kind of comment can seem very foreign foreign to some of us and it can just hit our heart really deep to many of us like i said for baby boomers one in three marriages are sexless and for gen xers one in four marriages are sexless so this is about discovery and understanding and understanding is empowering and then what we can expect better sex and intimacy better connection and a sense of empowerment but I'll tell you what this call is not about. It is not about promiscuity. It is not about porn. It is not about emotional or physical affairs or sex toys or techniques. I am the sexual health expert, not the relational or technique expert, that's for sure. But also I hear many misinformation and counseling that can lead people away from their own physical empowerment and understanding of their own Orgasm and sexual design and desire versus getting in touch with it and understanding what is your turn on what turns you on what feels good and being able to communicate that. So we must be guardians of our mind and our feminine sexual energy, so why should we be sexually healthy well definitely because brings the passion in our life, the more sexually healthy, we are. And as a couple, we are leads to longevity, a quality of life. And to be able to have intimacy with or without intercourse for the rest of our lives is powerful. But if long we can have healthy sexual function for as long as possible, ideally throughout our lives, that is important. But there are certain things can can start to get in the way with that, even in our 20s, 30s, 40s, and certainly menopause and beyond sexual healthy increases being sexual healthy increases physical health so a big part of longevity is sexual health and youthfulness and that connection that love and intimacy that we feel and again with or without a partner to be connected to ourselves to be vibrant to be fully functioning not to shut off a key area then we stop you know we stop that energy flow we get stuck in certain areas and that can lead to disease So here are three. We're going to do three simple secrets to supercharge your sex life. What is the number one way to drive your man crazy? You got to hear this. How can you redefine orgasm and ignite your life? And for guys, what takes just two minutes and will make a woman initiate sex over and over again. Let me give you the example of really how I got started in this area. I was in clinic in 1999, straight out of Emory, and one of the first patients to my practice came in and she was a 63-year-old dynamo, silver hair, five foot 10, 150 pounds, uh, CEO, executive to a biotech firm. And she came in and she said, hey, Dr. I was diagnosed with DCIS, so uh, ductal carcinoma in situ of the breast, and I've not been given estrogen, it hurts to have sex, it's nearly impossible to, and I'm a woman of the 60s, I love my husband, but can't have sex with him and I'd rather die than live this way, help me. And I was like, "Ooh, okay. You know, I was a little intimidated, but I'm like, okay, I'm Emory trained, what do I have in my doctor's bag? I had nothing for her. The the Emory uh, breast oncologist, and specialists were like oh no estrogen for you because you have ductal carcinoma in situ of the breast now this isn't even invasive cancer of the breast this ductal carcinoma in situ so i looked at the research and the research showed that we did have options we do have options for her from that time from 1999 was aware that vaginal estrogen had a significant safety profile in women who would had a history of breast cancer and that vaginal estrogen was safe and effective. We have since, in these two plus decades that have passed, reinforced that message that women with a history of breast cancer can safely take vaginal estrogen. We still want you to talk with your doctor. And I am not telling you to do anything without your physician's advice, but I want you to be aware of the research and the safety. And not only that, DHEA has been proven safe and actually naturally inhibits breast cancer cells. So DHEA, DHEA, which can be used vaginally, as well as testosterone, can have an inhibitory effect on breast cancer. In other words, could potentially be protective. And there has been many papers to corroborate this since. And so with her consent, I started working with DHEA and testosterone and helped her restore her vaginal health, vulvar health, and her intimacy, sex drive, and um, sexual function to the joy of her and her husband. And I was able to follow her for the next 20 years. And when I saw her at 83, 20 years later, she would published a book, her biography. She was like, she had just come from Colorado where she was skiing. And she is just living her best life still, high quality life, no recurrence of cancer, strong bones, partially thanks to the DHA and testosterone that she'd been taking, but also just highly functioning mentally as well. The things that we can do to improve our sex life, improve our physiology, improve the quality of our life and the quality of our days so i think it's important to realize so that's how i really got started in in understanding sexual medicine and looking at compounding hormones and designing designing my own products for sexual health like Jolva with dhea in it to help with rest- restoration of the vulvar vaginal tissue so it's a piece of it so a little bit more comes into my story. When I was 39 years old with four children, I had been working over 80 hours per week as a primary care OB-GYN solo practice, delivering up to 23 babies per month on my own. And I was exhausted. I was losing hair. You can see uh, I have a picture that shows my hair loss all the way back to the crown of my head. I was well over 240 pounds when I stopped weighing and I was diagnosed with infertility and having failed round after round of the highest doses of infertility meds. I was told I would not be able to have another child and then diagnosed as early menopause, premature ovarian failure. And that was devastation on devastation. So needless to say, it was also post-traumatically traumatic event in our lives. And I had significant PTSD, sleeping maybe three to four hours a night and again, working 80 hours per week. The weight of my business and my patients weighed on me and I was depressed and I had zero sex drive. I can remember nights going out with my husband and having going to a nice dinner and enjoying each other and then coming home and you know like he wanted to jump right into bed and i would crawl into bed pull the covers up under my chin roll over and pretend i was fast asleep And I, you know time after time after time and finally i was like what is happening to me why am i so disconnected is it you know what is going on here i am you know a gynecologist trained at one of the best institutions and i can't fix my own sex life. And that really dove me into digging to the reasons and figuring out, okay, what, you know, how do we resuscitate our sex life and what is going on? I have honestly spent the last 20 years learning and understanding and working in this area. And that's why I feel really empowered and grateful to bring this to you. So with part of my journey, part of my journey was Actually, taking after my diagnosis of early menopause and irreversible fertility, infertility, I was took a sabbatical from my practice and traveled around the world. Part of that journey, I met medicinal healers from Peru, the Andes Mountains in Peru, to a Native American healer to an Indonesian medicine man, and the list goes on. And as a result of that journey, my period's reversed started coming back so menopause had reversed and i naturally conceived my miracle child ava marie the grace of god and i reversed that early menopause diagnosis i felt i reclaimed my sex drive woke up excited i was so passionate when i came back into practice in southeast georgia to really bring everything i learned about healing the body healing your physiology, healing, recreating passion, no matter what you've been through or the adverse circumstances to, to the extent of recreating life in a body that was told, it would never be able to have that again or conceive again. So as fired up as I was, I started bringing this information to my patients. I started creating products and supplements to help them. And it's all comes to this part too. When we think of trauma and 90% of all visits to a primary care physician are stress-related, Aristotle said this, the soul suffers when the body is diseased or traumatized while the body suffers when the soul is ailing. And that is true over and over again. So that brings us to the importance of sexual CPR. And just like with cpr when we are doing cardiopulmonary resuscitation and resuscitating with all best intentions a a human heart we want to do this for our sexual health too because this is what brings joy into our life to be healthy physically and sexually so the body is the temple of your spirit i love this biblical verse that shares this. And we look back to the Greek, it actually, our body is the cathedral of our spirit. When you think of a cathedral, think of ornate cathedral, like Notre Dame cathedral, and every good cathedral needs constant restoration and repairs. And we have to do that too, to um, enhance our spiritual energy. Also share the story of a lovely patient I had that's named Marianne. She had been diagnosed with breast cancer and then metastatic breast cancer, and basically she was over 120 pounds overweight, in chronic pain, had no energy, no sex drive. Her marriage was on a shaky ground. She even said to me, she said, Dr. Anna, I wish my husband would just find someone else. I have failed him as a wife. We haven't had sex in years and last time we tried, it really hurt. And after her breast cancer diagnosis, she had a hysterectomy. So she had significant hormone deficiencies on many levels. Working with her and getting to head to toe, addressing the seven areas of, of sexual health, but in general of physical health, she lost 120 pounds. And she was really committed. And her husband was there by her side. And she had massive energy. She was initiating sex over half the time and was very happily married, celebrating their 30 year wedding anniversary. And what Mary Ann's husband said to me, he said, Dr. Anna, you put the twinkle back in my bride's eye. That's why I do this work. So to give you the best years, no matter how long you live. And it's important to understand that men and women are different. We do things differently, we feel things differently. So let's jump into the secrets. The number one secret to supercharge your sex life. All right, so I ask you for a second to think about this, get out your pen and paper. What is the number one way to turn on your man? So ladies ask you this, what is the number one way that your man is turned on and i have asked some of the most chauvinistic men i was like okay hey what's your biggest turn on when you're having intimacy or when you're thinking about intimacy with your partner and time and time again you know what their answer was your turn on your turn on is his turn on so express yourself express your pleasure guiltlessly and shamelessly it's not his ejaculation. It's not his hard on. It's not his whatever. It's your turn on is his turn on. That is the number one. Ask that question yourself, you will see you will get that same answer. (laughs) So that means the secret that women need to hear is that, okay, don't just check this off on your to do list. And we have mirror neurons. If we're not into it, they will feel that disconnection too. And sexual pleasure increases oxytocin, increases dopamine. It's very reparative, restorative, regenerative to your health. Oxytocin is the most powerful hormone in your body, whether you have a climax or not, the sensation and pleasure is so important. I had a couple, and I want to talk about this because if you're uncomfortable, you're not, if you're having pain and discomfort, why would you want to have sex? Right? And I had a patient who She asked me, she goes, Dr. Anna, I never want to initiate sex, but I'm okay once we get started. But, you know, I said, well, what's the area of disconnect? What turns you off? And she says, well, he he likes to massage my nipples and play with my nipples. And I don't like it. It hurts. And I said, did you tell him that they were married 15 years? Do you know what she answered? No, she had never told him that. I said, well, what he wants is your pleasure. What he wants is your turn on. What he wants is you to feel good and happy in and out of the bedroom. So express that to him in a very kind, caring way, because there is no area in our lives where man or woman is more vulnerable. And I've worked with clients where a word said 20, 30, 40 years ago had shut them off sexually. Be gentle, be kind, be honest and authentic and tune in to what is your pleasure. That is key. I also write that your presence is the best present scientific research has shown our mirror neurons that without expression what we're feeling sensing is transmitted to our partner, and so, so that is key to be fully present and focusing on what you like what you enjoy. Being in the moment. Now I can tell you I have done some to-do list, thought of some shopping list, and have done some, you know, like creative work in intimacy when I should have been really present. But being present helps you focus on pleasure, allow you to express yourself. So, sensate focus is a term you may have heard, and it does make a difference in increasing your body's desire and it's normal to have that second desire like my patient had said she's not initially interested but once she starts she gets that turn on so i think it's important to look at that all right the number two secret to supercharge your sex life okay guys this question's for you what takes just two minutes and will make a woman initiate sex over and over again well let's see if you got it right now, the first thing is to understand the physiology between a man and a woman and how hormones work with us so when our hormone oxytocin that is stimulated by caressing pleasure joy it makes women want to connect what does it do for men well let me give you an example i have a couple i had a couple many years ago that came in to see me and they're about sexual health he says she gets turned on she has a great climax But she never initiates sex and i've been taking care of this patient for a while we had a conversation around it and then i asked him i said well what do you do after you climax what do you do he goes he thought about it for a second i roll over and go to sleep i was like well there you go let's just give you (laughs) so now your prescription i told him was take two minutes after sex cuddle, encourage, compliment, caress, process, share in a loving, intimate, connected way, because oxytocin makes women want to connect, bond, and oxytocin makes men want to roll over and go to sleep. So we don't want that, right? Guys, get two minutes and you will see how that changes the results of intimacy and play. And you'll see that she starts to initiate, over and over again and at the time of their follow-up i had given them homework and they followed up with me uh, a month later and she was initiating sex at least half the time and what she said was that it just made her feel validated she didn't realize what she was missing she didn't realize what had kept her from initiating but the positive reinforcement for her to enjoy herself to be present to share what makes her feel good to be really in her body and her pleasure was that after they had this super intimate time and connection and their relationship was outstanding for that too so the secret is two minutes of touching sharing cuddling and connection after sex will make a woman want to initiate sex over and over again try this in your lives and see the third secret here's a bonus secret to supercharge your sex life First of all, it's not all about your climax. And it's about how we redefine orgasm. Oftentimes for many women, one in four women will not experience a climax during intercourse. And a literally 10% of women, one in 10 women have never experienced climax. So doing these things, sensate focus, becoming present in your body, expressing your pleasure, understanding your physiology that's part of it that's going to help but redefining orgasm taking that you know two to 12 second climax that goal off the table right that cherry on the top like you don't throw away the whole ice cream cone because you didn't have a cherry right so kind of analogy i don't know if that works or not but anyway so redefining orgasm is really important too so here's the third secret and I'll share it with you as uh, a client wrote in, Roxanne had written in and she said, I'm 57. And I love my husband completely. We've been married for 36 wonderful years, but we've had our ups and downs throughout the years. My question is about female orgasm, you name it, and we have tried, and I have felt that I have been close, but it just was not gonna happen. Throughout our marriage, I've never been able to have an orgasm. The problems are not medical. I am on medication that could be the problem for depression and anxiety. My husband has been completely helpful and he seems we've tried everything available. I cannot relax or just let go. And I have felt feelings that this could happen, but it didn't. She said, I've come to the conclusion. It's just not going to happen. We enjoy our sex life. As long as my husband is satisfied, I should be too, right? Should I be happy after all these years and just keep my husband happy and just admit it's not going to happen to me? Well, I would tell you that Roxanne did sexual CPR course and she experienced the first climax of her life. And that changed her perception of her body. She wasn't broken she wasn't broken she just had to refocus and part of that too keeping that that again that climax that elusive climax and trusting the experience trusting the experience of the of the intimacy and how that shifts our physiology so this is if, if climax is the goal 80% of women have difficulty with orgasm with intercourse alone or climax five to 20% of women never experience orgasm and only 25% of women are consistently orgasmic during vaginal intercourse. In contrast, according to research from the classic masters and Johnson's approximately 75% of men consistently reach orgasm with intercourse. Now for men, that's a second, that's a second story altogether. But this is the number three secret to supercharge your sex life it's not all about your climax and it's how you redefine your orgasm and orgasm is the entire experience i like to consider the game candyland as akin to an orgasmic experience so for example with candyland if you played this when you were younger played it with a grandchild or a child that sometimes you get stuck in the mud. Sometimes you go back to start. (laughs) Sometimes you get ice cream cone or lollipop or whatever it may be, right? So that can be a female orgasm. It's very different than a male orgasm. And it's really important to understand. For men, they can go from zero to 60, like on the Audubon straight and accelerate. I think of sex, I want sex, I have an erection, and there we go. For women, it's like taking the scenic route. I right? stop, look at the goats on the hill, or look at the beautiful scenery, look at the view. A female orgasm is just like that, too. But the entire experience, the entire time when you're sensate focus, you're expressing pleasure, experiencing pleasure, focusing on that then your body is physiologically producing the hormones of love and connection, as well as healing hormones and decreasing cortisol. So orgasm, whether you climax or not, this entire experience increasing oxytocin that just physiologically and trying for fertility, it helps with conception because contractions of the uterus will help the sperm come into the uterus to help with fertilization. Oxytocin is that bonding hormone, helps us bond with our partner. So again, the dark side of oxytocin is if you have sex randomly, and they say, oh, I'm not going to feel attached to that. I just want to have sex, blah, blah. And here you go. Now you're all of a sudden, oh, I think I can make him work in my life. I think, you know, gosh, you know, really starting to see him in a new light. And that last, right, can oxytocin will hang out in a woman's body for a couple weeks. And so, and that makes you feel bonded to that person, even if he is not right, even if that partner is not right for you. Oxytocin is the natural analgesic, and that's why it is part of our labor and delivery. When we are having a baby, we increase our uh, production of oxytocin and it helps contract the uterus, but it's also a natural pain reliever. It works better than oxytocin. We give IV for this. So it also supercharges your brain. It lights you up. It decreases cortisol. It helps relieve stress. It improves your sleep. It enhances energy and peace of mind. It's a natural appetite suppressant. Burns calories. Well, orgasm definitely can burn some calories. And helps you look younger and healthier. Oxytocin is a regenerative hormone. Research out of Berkeley looked at oxytocin used in aged muscle and showed increasing oxytocin, increased muscle cell repair and regeneration. So it helps us with longevity. And the bonus benefit of oxytocin orgasm is that it is free. It is free. All right. Something I like to say better than an apple a day is an orgasm a day for sure an orgasm a day is better than an apple a day and uh and so think of the big o so oxytocin the love and bonding hormone is also increased in many ways it's increased by orgasm which we've been talking about it's increased by hugging kissing positive touch right positive pleasant wanted touch comforting touch you know friendly familial paternal, you know, a non-sexual touch increases oxytocin as well. And that's important. Safe touch, laughing, playing, going to a playground, swinging on a swing increases oxytocin. I used to say swinging increases oxytocin. Then I had someone said, are you a swinger? And I'm like, I'm not a swinger. I'm talking about swinging on a playground, like swinging a swing increases oxytocin. Have you ever gone to the hairdresser and you get that great hair massage? that head massage, that increases oxytocin, that head massage increases oxytocin. Doing things you enjoy, dancing, painting, being out in nature, increase oxytocin. Giving, giving of your time, your money, your talents, time, ties and talents is a way to increase oxytocin as well. And I put in here OM, which is that orgasmic meditation practice, a sexual practice, but it's not sex where it works to stimulate and improve the sensation of the clitoris to reawaken clitoral sensation to make it more sensitive as well, and increase your orgasm or your climax as well from the clitoris, which has 9,000 nerve endings. In my program, Sexual CPR, I give you more information on how to increase oxytocin, how to practice and stimulate your body's natural oxytocin, understanding your erogenous zones, and so much more. So This is important to understand really about a little bit about what the research says. And the research says that oxytocin, a low oxytocin level is seen with people with high stress and severe stressful situations recent or long ago can chronically lower oxytocin levels and oxytocin minimizes potential harmful consequences of stress, such as increased blood pressure, cortisol, and ACTH. So because I know this so significantly and i lecture on oxytocin because of this is that when cortisol goes high from everyday stress or post-traumatic stress oxytocin goes low so when cortisol is high and oxytocin is low and cortisol is high for a long time period an area in your brain called the paraventricular nucleus will shut down the production of cortisol So cortisol is low and oxytocin is low at the same time. And that is the physiology of burnout. That is the physiology of divorce. That is the physiology of disconnect. And so we have to recalibrate. We have to focus on oxytocin and that is why it is the most powerful and healing hormone in our body and why I prioritize it as the, you know, most powerful hormone in our body, oxytocin. Then we have insulin and cortisol. Then we have all our hundreds of other hormones. So if you have had PTSD and stress, and I go more into this in sexual CPR program because this does affect relationships burnout from work burnout from school responsibility wearing many hats all of those things. can put you in that low cortisol low oxytocin that disconnect phase it's important to understand that so first is remember that resentment is lack of self care. When you are feeling resentful, your tank is empty. You're probably in that stage of low cortisol, low oxytocin, or definitely low oxytocin. So resentment is lack of self-care. So fuel yourself, fill yourself, meet your needs, and break the stress response. EMDR, an emotional freedom technique, are two ways that I found. I call it speed therapy and it can make a difference. And then choose your top five ways to increase oxytocin and see see what you can get. Life is about living, right? You can't be in fight, flight and freeze, which is escape. If you feel angry, if you feel like you want to escape or freeze, you, you don't know what you can do. You're just stuck in the same situation over and over again. Then you're in that stress state. You're in that high cortisol or that low and low oxytocin or that low cortisol, low oxytocin state. Versus when we have and these you know friendship, when we're in our living stage, we can rest. Our digestion works better. We can have children. We can breathe. Like in my instance, I was so stressed, traumatized that I was infertile. And then I was early menopause and I was disconnected and that led to divorce and, and burnout. So many things. Understanding this physiology makes all the difference in the world. So there is life when we have to fight trauma and face challenges, but the way we can Manipulate around that is powerful. So, everything we can do to increase oxytocin, and that's where sexual CPR comes in because it is a profound, beautiful way to increase oxytocin. We're going to decrease cortisol. There's so much more to this, and that's why I have a whole course called Sexual CPR. And we address the other areas related to sexual health that can be at play, physical, psychological, emotional, relational, spiritual, environmental, and medical, such as in the client that wrote in, she never had an orgasm, but she was on uh, selective serotonin reuptake inhibitors. So getting into what's the reason and what we can do to circumvent even medications that are causing problems. Joanne had asked, I'm on armor thyroid for Hashimoto's. I'm fit and I do exercise regularly. I'm 43 years old. And I feel since I have been on thyroid medicine, having my children, my libido is hardly noticeable. My orgasms are not the same either. My husband and I call them cheap orgasms. They are short and dull. I miss my sexual desire help. Carol asked, I'm 65 and stopped having orgasms. When I hit menopause, I went from four to five to zero, not even outside of intercourse. She said, I'm desperate. Men have Viagra and other stuff we have nothing what can we do so it's true hormones affect our libido and it's never just one hormone and that's the important understanding of the dance of our hormones estrogen progesterone testosterone dhea oxytocin thyroid all of those also vitally are related to vitamin D and vitamin D insufficiency and our hormones affect our neurotransmitters. And they play a role in our libido, serotonin, dopamine, GABA, adrenaline, and endorphins. And it's a problem if there are too much or too little. And so understanding how our hormones change over time is a piece of it. And realizing that even in our 20s and Our our DHEA levels start to decline and that can affect our libido and testosterone changes also in our 20s and 30s, and that can affect libido. So it's a piece of it, but there's so much more. You have to address the underlying issues, not just treat with hormones. Part of it, but it's significant. One of the most significant areas when it comes to a loss in desire, it's because of discomfort. Discomfort, desire, and disconnect. Those are the top three. Discomfort relates to vaginal pain. Could be from a episiotomy scar, post-childbirth, or uh, a trauma. That could be causing a disconnect. There are other psychological reasons, emotional, relational uh, reasons as well, structural. But vaginal atrophy for women over age 35, 40, is a significant reason. When, as we age, the blood vessel, the blood flow, and the nerve supply diminishes, the clitoris can shrink and atrophy, as well as the vaginal walls, the natural lubrication, and the rest of our genital ana- anatomy. So keeping that tissue healthy is critically important. And that is why I, you know, I've created solutions for this. So when we talk about vaginal atrophy or vaginal thinning, or, um, and dysperonia, that means discomfort with sex. It can be from dryness, burning, itching. These changes also cause painful intercourse, can cause the same thing happening to the vagina as happening to the urethra, where we urinate from, it's happening to the anus. So, uh, constipation, fissures, hemorrhoids become a problem, bladder leaks become a problem. We can heal the tissue. We know with science now through scientific clinical studies and as well as my own clinical work that we can reverse these changes with using topical hormones and you know cutting edge scientific interventions such as with stem cell therapy. There's so much we can do so that we can correct these problems and understand if it hurts every time you do something, why would you want to? So being able to turn back the hands of time by as many as 10, 20 years, we can do this now. So menopause does cause the declining hormone levels of our sex steroids, estrogen, progesterone, testosterone, and DHEA, thins out the epithelium, decreases the muscle mass, increases your vaginal alkalinity, which leads to odor, more susceptible to uh, vaginal odor after intercourse or just a decrease in natural secretions, increase in infections, odor, as well as bladder infections can all occur. And a decrease in the normal protective bacteria. So addressing the hormonal dance is part, part of it. And we start at the top thinking, okay, let's increase oxytocin. We can work on that as a priority. For a first line for clients with discomforts of vulvar vaginal health, we use Jolva. Jolva I created because of my own journey. I won't get into that here, but it has DHEA and it has emollients uh, to help it absorb deeply into the tissue, as well as alpine rose plant stem cells. So Jolva is a, a excellent topical option that you can use to help revive and restore vaginal health and tissue you can also as a natural lubricant use coconut oil or and i always say keep up you know i love coconut oil to cook and fry food so keep a bottle in the kitchen a small bottle in the bedroom and you'll be very happy with that and you can also combine coconut oil with aloe vera gel to make a very nice Lubricant, you can use Jilva as a lubricant as well. Ayurveda ghee is another lubricant, it's also nourishing to the tissues. And prescription vaginal DHEA and vaginal testosterone work so much better than vaginal estrogen. Estrogen only works on the mucosal layer. DHEA and testosterone work on all three. The science is good here. The clinical results are amazing. And so working on this is powerful. I created some things to share too, my menopause kit, which again, to help with libido, help with desire, we want to restore DHEA naturally, restore help with our natural hormonal restoration. Mighty Maca does that because of its 30 superfoods combined. We see an improvement in in factors of sexual health. We see an improvement in lab values like our DHEAS. We see an improvement in inflammatory markers because it fights inflammation. Then your body is is more receptive. So this like Mighty Maca with a keto green diet and lifestyle, at least 80% of the time helps with hormone restoration. That's a piece of it. Jolva and my progesterone and pregnenolone cream is something, this is a daily practice for me. And I put it in my menopause kit. I love this tattoo. I like to share this. It says, my vagina is beautiful. And I say we should all be so proud, <laughs> and that we can live. This was our a retreat I had had at our my place in, in Georgia, and um, several years ago it was our sexy younger you retreat. And I just loved all these women, and to see revitalization, vitality, and. Uh, sistership, right? Community coming together. I put so much resources in my books. There's many ways you can get information from the, you know, really you know, over a thousand hours of free podcasts that I've created, thousands of pages of, of blogs and articles that I've written on my website, and then combining it into my program, Sexual CPR, to delve deep into each of the seven areas of sexual health. So class one is called 911. My sex drive has no pulse. Class two is about sexual uh, resuscitation. Class three is on the anatomy of sex. Class four is on orgasm, oxytocin, and the brain. We invite you into the Girlfriend Doctor Club for some live Q&A and bonus classes on relationships, orgasm, and male sexual health. Because I understand we can only goes so far. So male sexual health is an important one too. Carlene. I'd like to share Carlene's story. She's Dr. Carlene, a counselor. And she said, Dr. Quebec, I cannot thank you enough. You have truly healed me. I've not felt like I was free from cancer since 1990. The day of my first diagnosis. Today, I claim my health and I no longer look for wait on it to come back. I love that story. And seeing her vitally energetic is just amazing. She said, since taking up the Dr. Quebec lifestyle of restorative health, which we call the Keto Green lifestyle, my mental and emotional clarity has been amazing. I'm loving my work more than ever and thrilled to be a part of a creative process engaged in making the world a better place with healthy people who are sharing the journey. Dr. Jay Mattingly said, Dr. Kaveka, thanks for making a great relationship even better. I love that one. He said, I was curious. I knew that, you know, I had this wonderful relationship. And we say always in medicine too, an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. So Jay Mattingly just took that up and and took this course with his significant other and I love it better, better. Even good can be better. Shannon wrote in: "Sexual CPR saved my life." (laughs) That's what sexual CPR is about. You can find out more at sexualcpr.com or dranna.com. And again, to join the program, it's several hours of information, education plus grants you into the girlfriend doctor club to get additional Q and A live time with me as well so and lifetime access it's for the lifetime of the program so i thank you for being here with me thank you for sharing this information and listening hanging in this long and listening to this long presentation so that you can be in charge and be empowered and be in a place of abundance and not in a place of need. So revive and claim your sexy. I'm glad here to be here with you. This is, uh, I would like to give you the top 10 secrets for sensual living. And this, when you join sexual CPR, you can download this image, but thinking of the top 10 secrets for sex, you know, sensual living. again, these are the things that are free. Some things we have to, we have to do. We have to work on repairing our anatomy, repairing maybe our relationships, all of those things. So number one, gratitude, give thanks each day for the loveliness of your life and the not even so lovely. Number two, keep a positive attitude and love yourself. Number three, say something nice to someone each day. Number four, stay present and in the moment with mindfulness. Number five, orgasm. Stimulate your body's natural oxytocin production, the bonding hormone. Number six, move with confidence, move your body freely, dance, belly dance. Your body is made up of vibrating molecules. So move your body and shake. You are designed to be in constant motion. Seven, make eye contact and smile. Number eight, embrace your femininity, show it off and pamper yourself. Number nine, you know that you have a best feature. Look at yourself in the mirror, admire your best feature and think about how remarkable, unique and wonderful you are. And number ten, laugh and have fun. So that's it, of course. Show your V some love. (laughs) We should all pay attention, like not just to the wrinkles on our face, but to our pelvic floor and how important that is it all works together so nourishing yourself from the inside out supporting your body addressing physiology your hormones giving love and affection taking care showing those few things really makes a difference and all my courses and all my programs we donate to the garrett b Vivens foundation in honor of my son to many programs including helping women in crisis so I thank you guys for being here and thank you for hanging out with me this long and listening in to some of the three secrets to supercharge your sex life. I look forward to sharing more with you inside Sexual CPR. Please join me there. If you have any questions, don't hesitate to ask. I love being your girlfriend doctor. Till next time.